Look, whatever you would like to experience more of, whatever it is, put you in your calendar first, pay yourself first, schedule those things in. If you actually add them into your calendar, you dramatically increase the odds that you'll actually do it. My intention for starting this podcast back in 2018 was to give everyone access to high quality communication coaching and advice. The kind of thing usually reserved for CEOs and schmancy fancy people or large organizations with learning and development budgets who can bring in someone like me to work with their teams. And listen, don't get me wrong. I love my CEOs and fancy schmancy people and large organizations that make up my client roster. But I made this podcast to get this information into the hands of everyone. And building on that intention, I wanted to have guests on this show that were part of that mission too. I wanted to pull up a chair to the conversations I get to have with brilliant humans, the people that keep me grounded, that keep me going, that keep me inspired. And at the top of that list of people is my beloved performance coach, Ben Kiker. And if you've been with me for a while, you know Ben. I talk about him constantly because he is one of my secrets to sanity. He helps keep me focused and aligned with my goals, and he helps me keep the overwhelm at bay. And you're going to hear in this episode, he and I referencing the fact that we've known each other for such a long time. Ben and I have known each other so long. He and I knew each other in our before life, which was he was my client when I was in public relations. He was CMO of several different software companies that I worked with back when my world was helping B2B companies tell their story to the press. So we go way back. And I wanted to have Ben on to kick off our year because we need him real bad. It's been a grinder, as we all know. And in this episode, he and I cover a lot of ground. When I'm on the phone or in a Zoom with Ben, usually I'm the one going on and on in our conversations, getting coached. But I wanted to turn it around and interview him on his goals and intentions for the coming year. 2021 kicked all our asses, even and maybe especially the coaches, the ones who look and sound like they've got it all figured out. Folks like me, folks like Ben. And one of the things I love most about him is that he is 100% real about not having it all figured out. Ben is all about practices and making the attempt however imperfect, to show up as our best self every day. And I cannot wait for you to hear the conversation. And listen, we cover a lot of resources during this conversation. They can all be found in the show notes in your podcast app, or you can get them in your inbox fresh off the press. If you sign up for my newsletter, bronwincommunications.com forward slash subscribe. Get yourself on that newsletter train, people. Treasures. They are treasures I send. So sit back, Grab a hot beverage or put that leash on your hound and get outside for a walk where you can listen and take in nature while also getting some real fantastic coaching. I'll see you on the other side. Two things to start. Yeah. One, after our sit down at Cordoval, Mm -hmm. which wouldn't it be great to be back there right now? Could you imagine, but just be like, bundled up in the fire pit and doing our thing right now, we shall return. Yeah. But 
what happened after that, and that was early November. Mm-hmm. And then it was literally like a light switched with every single client jams, almost every single client jam session that I had mm-hmm. between that point and between the end of last year, when clients said to me, look, I'm nervous about 2022. This has been a tough year. I've still got a lot to get done to put an exclamation point on 2021. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel like I'm set up to enter 2022 with intention. So the majority of my coaching work from let's call it the second week of November through the end of December was really focused on helping people in the middle of putting the exclamation point on 2021, helping people start to set up a plan Mm -hmm. to enter 2022 with intention. And that's where those six actions that you referenced came from. I want to acknowledge for everybody that because there's been so much heavy lifting mm-hmm. that we've all done over the last two years, yeah, it's okay if you are not feeling set as we come into 2022. And I'm just going to encourage everybody to give themselves a little bit of grace. I agree. A little bit of courteous goodwill yeah. toward yourself that it might be January the 6th, or maybe you're listening to this and it's January the 26th yeah. and you still don't feel completely set. It's okay. Yeah. And my intention, my hope is that we, and what you and I love to do is that we help folks that if they're not quite wherever they are in their plan, if they're not quite done yet, Maybe we help them get across the finish line yeah. or if they're still struggling to start, we give them some ideas to help them get started yeah. or if they've done their plan, but they're listening to this and it's late January and things seem to already be going off the rails, we help them kind of get reorientated back to the year, back to what they need to do. And the sort of tension, the spiritual yoga we've been doing over the past two years too is holding the fact that we want to have goals or plans or something in place to guide us while also knowing that the whole thing could get blown up. Like I was so excited. I had my first business travel speaking engagement in two years and it was scheduled for January. It was this fabulous resort. I was so excited. I was like, this is going to, don't call it a comeback because I've been here for years And I was so excited and it got canceled because of Omicron. Of course it did. It was the responsible thing to do. But what do you say to someone who's listening, who's like, fuck this. Every time I try and make a plan, it falls apart. How do we sit with the truth of we do what we can, knowing full well that everything changes? Well, I think it's the ultimate yes and. Yes, we can set an intention. Yeah. And we should set an intention because it allows us to orientate where we want our energy to flow. And setting that intention is helpful for a whole bunch of reasons, including it helps our brain. It helps us with our time. It helps us in how we communicate with others. And it helps us stay focused because it's so super easy to get distracted right now. I know, I know. And just as an example, think about this for a moment. Each of the major news apps that I 
get my news from. I would say most days, the top three to six stories across the board are all related to the pandemic. Either that or the quote unquote civil war that's roiling beneath the surface of our politics. There's that today. It's like, you're right. You're absolutely right. And so this is back to the SN. So yes, we can and should set an intention for the year ahead. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about now. Mm -hmm. And we need to remember that we need to just sit loosely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's absolutely, absolutely right. And that actually leads me before we get into the six things, because I really want to have you just riff for a little bit. I am curious because when I saw you in Cordoval, I thought I had my phrase for 2022. And, and I thought my 2021 phrase was CTFD, calm the fuck down. And mine was keep going because Look, we had all, me included, just taken a big hit from 2020. Yeah. So coming into 2021, just keep going. Yep. No matter what happens, just keep going. Okay, back yeah. to you. So CTFD was last year and I was like, okay, 2022, it's just going to be stay the course. Like I set up solid systems, solid habits, solid processes last year. I just need to stay with it. And as I rounded out and ended the year, I was like, that is not worth getting up out of bed for. Like, I am not that. No, that does not work for 2022. She needs something. This is not an aspirational. Honey, there is no sparkle, rhinestone or ruby glistening on that phrase. So I came up with a different one and shout outs to Molly Miller, who's part of my Instagram following because she used the phrase symphony of gratitude in an email to me. And that phrase is so vivid and delicious. And one of the things about me that drives me nuts, it's probably also part of what makes me successful on some level, but I'm so spiritually greedy, Ben. Like I want everything (laughs) now. I want enlightenment now. I want success now. I want abundance now. I want, I want all the things right fucking now. And so I was like, you know what? My 2022 intention, my phrase is symphony of gratitude. I want gratitude to be the practical default as I move through my day. Like when I'm like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. Symphony of gratitude. That is my anchor for next year. Three things. Yeah. As you know, I always have. Number one, huge props to Molly for that. That's That's a juicy phrase. It's incredible. And much more let's just admit it, much more interesting than stay the course. <laughs> Who do I think I am? Like Captain Ahab? That's not going to work for me. <laughs> so point three, we know that gratitude releases all the feel-good chemicals in the body. So there you go. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So that's your phrase for this year. Oh, wait, did you tell me your phrase for the year? I did not. So here's where I'm going. I want to do it this way. I want to reveal my phrase by talking about what I want to experience this year. That's good. Because the what I want to experience this year is what sets up my theme for 2022, which is also, by the way, different than what I thought it was going to be when you and I were in court of all. Oh, interesting. It's totally different from what I thought it was going to be. So what do you want to experience this year? Mine is luxury travel. I would really like some luxury travel this year. <laughs> For the 85 days out of the year where we will be able to travel, 
I would like to, if we're lucky, I would like to experience luxury travel. I like that. So here's what I'm looking to experience this year. Number one, I want to stay awake. I want to avoid falling into this trance state that is so easy for all of us to fall into with all of the heaviness that we referenced earlier. That's one. Wait, how do you know you're in a trance state? Because I know that resonates so deeply with me. How do you know you're in a trance state? In what way? Why did it it resonate with you? Because there is such a different energy signature from when I'm present in a moment. Like I can hear my heartbeat. I can feel my breath. I'm so engaged. Like I am so present and awake in this moment. But after this, my temptation is going to be to slip into email and then that'll feel like it's overwhelming and I'll go do something else. And all of the things that come over because I haven't transitioned properly will be trance-like because I'm just like, oh, now I don't have a meeting. I don't know what to do with myself. So I love what you just said. And you are so good at talking about and reminding people of transition moments and energy and why they're important. Mm -hmm. And that's a great reason because for me, falling into trance state, Mm. it's just all of that energy pulls back internally. I just imagine that I am very quickly removing myself from you just removing myself, right? And as you talked about falling into email and I call it app hopping on my phone or just even lunging from my phone. It's just almost this automatic response that just starts to pull me into this trance-like state. So for me, really just staying awake and not falling into that trance-like state. The second thing that I want to experience this year is just to create space to feel whatever I need to feel. If I need to feel grief, if I need to feel sadness, and a shout out to all of the lovers of the Enneagram that are listening. My Enneagram type is eight, raise the roof to all the eights that are out there. We experience the world through energy. Yeah. It is really difficult for us to have that moment of vulnerability and really sit with the discomfort of, and we look to avoid that, by the way, to sit with the discomfort of grief, to sit with the discomfort of sadness. Yeah. As my Enneagram teacher reminded me, mm-hmm. then sometimes that relentless forward motion that you can have yeah. can turn other people off in mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. So just for me to create the space to feel whatever it is that I need. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Incidentally, I'm a seven and I have the same impulse is to run from anything unpleasant. (laughs) Really? Let me, in the nearly 20 years that I, let me get my surprise look on. (laughs) By the way, we do need to celebrate our 20th. I need to go back and look at the the calendar. It's coming up. It's coming up, Ben. Oh my God. It is coming up. We're going to need to celebrate our 20th our 20th anniversary. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. We're so make a note, make a note. Symphony of gratitude for 20 years with Ben. Amazing. That sounds like the name of a show. That would be. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Ben had 20 years with Bronwyn. (laughs) Oh God, poor Ben. Okay. So one is stay awake. Two is create space to feel what I need to feel. And I love that so much. Okay. I'm stealing all of these. What's your third? Get out of God's way. Look, there's absolutely something bigger in the universe and it's not named Ben Kiker. 
And I call that source of energy and all goodness God. As my, one of my spiritual teachers, Richard Rohr, once wrote, look, God is often for you more than you're for you. That's right. And it's just to get out of the way of that power. So that's something else that I want to experience this year. That's beautiful. I'll share a couple of other things. And then that's going to lead into the, what my theme is for the year that's designed to help me get there. I mentioned the word grace earlier. That word is just really front and center for me right now, Mm. Bronwyn. And again, the concept of grace is courteous goodwill, just to extend grace to ourselves, to extend grace to one another. Yeah. Look, we all have a responsibility to turn the volume down. Yeah. Yeah. And I pray for people who are teaching, people who are in any kind of service role right now where they're trying to help those of us do the things that we need to do to function in life. Yeah. Little side note here. I think one of the the challenges of this very heavy period and the mental health tax of it all is that it's just so easy to lash out. Yeah. It's easy to lash out against the principal of your child's school. It's easy to lash out against the school board. It's easy to lash out against, I mean, just fill in the blank, right? The the person who uh, didn't get your coffee fast enough uh, at Starbucks. And just to extend grace, extend grace to those people and to extend grace to ourselves. Yeah. You know, when you say the word grace, it reminds you of this incredible interview I heard with Bono years ago, and he was talking about the concept of karma. Karma is cause and effect. You do the crime, you do the time. And he was talking about how grace just totally interrupts that cycle. And it's this kind of forgiveness that wipes away the score. It erases what's been done and grace just grants love, not because this or that, but because that's what love does. And I thought that was such a beautiful, such a beautiful thing. I think, I think sometimes we hold ourselves in contempt, in such contempt for our sins, for our sins of omission, whatever those things are, because we're trapped in that karmic cycle of thinking about ourselves and the people that we love or the people we feel wounded by. And grace just sweeps it all away. I love that. Grace just sweeps it all away. Yeah. And I think that's helpful for all of us to give ourselves, think about that, to give yourself the gift of sweeping away whatever all of that stuff is and to extend that grace, the sweeping away to other people as well. And then, that's right. you know, the, Thing that I'd really love to experience more of this year mm-hmm. are moments of contemplation. Mm-hmm. And I'll share a quick story. So to my left is West and the windows of my office and a beautiful built-in daybed. And from time to time, Rocket will hop on the daybed. And he does this thing where he sort of leans himself back against the cushions mm-hmm. and he puts his big giant paw on one of the handles that operates the window and I'll look over and he's just staring out the window. And in that moment, in that moment, I look at him and I think you are 
the smartest living creature in this house right now. Absolutely. He's embodying the awakened Buddha. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Like I need, and so I think of it as I need more of these rocket moments of just being, just being. So I think that is so right. I think that is so right. In fact, before I met with you, I had an hour almost of open time, unscheduled time. And I was so tempted to just crank through a bunch of stuff on my to-do list. And instead, I just took my time making a fresh cup of coffee, looking out the window, six squirrels went by, I counted them. It just felt so delicious to just be in the world for a minute before diving back into the next thing. And I think that kind of presence and energy signature is what's going to get us through these banana apocalyptic feeling times. I really believe that. I agree. So I think I shared this quote with you before the holiday break, but literally the sticky is still on my. Uh, oh, Can you oh read I'm that? sorry. Read it for everybody. To my listeners, the best part about being in Ben Kiker's orbit is that you get to meet with him and he gives you these quotes and you best write them on a sticky because they're so good. And this quote that we're both holding in our hot little hands is your presence is the most powerful act of all, which is from Jack Cornfield, another legend in his own right. It's big. And that's it. And that's it. So I want to applaud you for resisting that urge to let me maximize this time. Let me crank this out. Let me grind some things out. So I applaud you for resisting that urge. And clients that work with me know that one of the things that I encourage them to do is to create space. Yeah. To create space. And to realize you're where time comes from. That's it. It's you. So you need to create that space. No one is going to create that space for you. No one is going to give that to you. No one is ever going to tell you to work less. You have to create that space. And actually Einstein was getting super intently focused on time as a construct, of course. And he's, you know, the the great giver of the concept that time is relative. And the Einsteinian understanding of time is that we are the source of time. It's just a construct. We are the beginning and the middle and the end of time itself. And of course, there's things we have to hit, but I think we've got to stop running as if we're everybody else's hamster on a wheel, which actually makes me think, Ben, when I think about your six things, because we're never going to get time to go through all of them. Talk about the thing that you said that is part of setting up for 2022, which is schedule you in the calendar. Can you talk about that for a minute? Like, what does that actually mean, Ben? Yeah, you bet. So look, whatever you would like to experience more of, maybe it's these moments of free space to count the squirrels. Yep. Or maybe it's just, I want to get good at standing up and going outside for 10 minutes, three times a day. Yeah. Whatever it is. Certainly if it's going to the gym, whatever. Put you in your calendar first, pay yourself first, schedule those things in. If you actually add them into your calendar, you dramatically increase the odds that you'll actually do it. If you don't, you have less chance to get it done. That's exactly right. That's why scheduling you and your calendar and really getting accustomed to doing that and making that be a default of paying yourself first 
with the time that you need is so critical. I love that. And I try and do that on Sundays. That's part of my Sunday ritual. When I lay out my week, any pockets that are open and unscheduled, I grab them. I grab them. So if somebody tries to set up a meeting with me that week, unless it's urgent, there's just nothing available. They have to look at next week. They have to wait. Good. Yeah. Which I think everybody should be doing, especially if you're in a meeting happy culture, maybe you can't get away with it. So the other one I want you to talk about too, is you gave this gem to me in December and I have had it on, I don't have my, my daily planner. It's behind me, but you said balance your to-do list with a to-be list. To-be list. Talk about that. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? I mean, we are so good. And I've actually thought more deeply about this. And I should give a shout out to someone that works frequently with Jack Kornfield, who is Tara Brock. Oh, I love her. The balance, the to-do list with a to-be list from. We learn from such an early age to focus on action, activity, what we do, what we achieve. And no wonder we get to this time on earth school and it's just very difficult to simply be. That's right. And so that's why I love that so much. We, we will, I said a different way. I guarantee you that no one listening to your podcast because I know a number of people who listen to your podcast <laughs> and I mean, literally know them. And I see all the amazing, no one listening to your podcast will ever have a problem creating a to-do list. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Am I right? You have a growing community of people who are very wired to get shit done. Oh, 100%. Get shit done. What they struggle with is how do I want to be? How do I want to be... This is back to how do I want to be present in this moment, right? right? How do I want to be? And so really spending time to think about what is your to-be list to go alongside your to-do list. Because you know, I love a to-do list. I can't help myself. So balance is really the best I could hope for. And I'm literally listeners, I'm holding up my, see this yellow, this orange sticky, Ben? It says- I can't make out the, the, the writing on it, it blurs in too. It says January to be list, awake and present, loving and compassionate, joyful, fun and playful, because I am missing fun in my life right now, Ben, coming out a couple weeks of quarantine. I need some goddamn fun in this house. And lastly, focus and purpose filled. And looking at that is such a relief next to my endless to-do list, because I'll never not have a to-do list, but I love the idea of balancing it to be list. Well, and I love that you literally are working to balance it by putting it next to yeah. putting it next to. And all the things that I just shared that I want to experience and do, they represent the things that I want to be. I want to be more present and awake. When? I want to be more connected to what I'm experiencing and feeling. I want to be closer to the positive energy that exists in the world around me. That is so beautiful. So did you tell me your phrase for 2022? I didn't. So if you think about all the things that I mentioned that I want to experience this year or set an intention to experience this year, 
it's going to require that I let go of a number of things and let go is what my theme is for 2022, that this is all about letting go. I have a specific list of what I want to focus on letting go of, and I will share some of the things on that list. And there's a bit of moment of vulnerability here and some of it. First of all, let go of the scorecard. And you and I have talked about this. I will never forget. It was actually one time early last year. You had, I think you sent me, I think we're doing a private messaging back and forth. And you're like, no wonder I felt like shit last week. I was scorecarding the whole week. (laughs) You remember that? I want to just let go of the scorecard. Yeah. Right. Let go of the scorecard. Let go of what others think. I'm a man of a certain age right now. And I would love to spend my remaining time here just having less energy going toward what others think. Because it about- leaks, it zaps us of energy, right? Wondering that kind of stuff. What other people oh, think? Always. And in the absence of facts, our insane thought generator makes up stories. And are they positive stories or negative stories, Bronwyn? Negative stories. All the time. All, All the time. Yep. Let go of lunging for my phone. Oh, I need that one. And also, and this is one that I'm working on with my coach, is let go of constantly monitoring my own thoughts and feelings. So this is where, and I kind of got called on this a little bit in a good way. In a healthy way. This is where one of my strengths can actually be a bit problematic. I love to get in and root around, solve problems. It's a big part of what I do and all the work that I do, as you know. And just being able to note without needing to do a deep analysis on what I am feeling or what I am experiencing. So what do you mean? Like, give me an example. Let's say you feel a flash of anxiety because you've got the scorecard out. Give me an example of where letting go of a deep analysis, how that would work. If I feel a little tired yeah. in the afternoon, and I'll tell you, it's about 145 Pacific and there's been a lot of energy flowing out so far today. Yeah. But even before you and I started doing our beautiful thing together and There is a possibility that I will want to take a little power nap later. As you should. Thank you for that. It really isn't necessary for me to analyze and to have any internal debate, dialogue, or discussion around, well, wait a minute, this is only really your third day back at work. You throttled back a little bit over the holidays. You were with your family. Shout out to my family for New Year's. Do you really need to already have a day where you take a nap? Can't you like all? all, all oh my that, God, Ben, it feels like you're inside my brain because that's exactly what I say to myself too. All of that, that sort of deep root analysis. Huh? Isn't that interesting? I feel I'm a little tired right now. Do I have an opportunity to take a nap? I do. Okay, great. I'm going to rest. So that's what I mean by just noting and observing what's happening 
versus trying to jump into the middle and make sense of all of it. Jesus, ben, and it doesn't talk about it, an energy leak. And we it leak energy. That's doing that. that's it. That's the energy drain, right? All the energy that we put toward that internal dialogue and, and a little tired. Can you take a nap? Great, take a nap. If not, keep moving and know that you'll rest a little bit later. So that's what I mean by just being able to note something and to observe it and to not jump into the middle of it and make sense of it. You're a little tired. Take a nap, take a nap, take a nap. As if being tired is this terrible sin that we're afraid to indulge. I'm the same way. The only time that we're allowed to sleep is between some evening hours of X and X, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's God. I love that. That is so good. Anything else on your let go list that you can share? Those are the big things. Those are the that big is things. amazing. Okay, so list. I want to make a let go list for myself too because I'd like to have that visual reminder. And if you're listening, and you're like, I don't think I have it in me to do a proper goal setting for 2022 because I'm still licking my wounds. How about doing a what am I going to let go of this year list? Love that. That is real good, Ben. Love that. That's the thing about the grace of January is. I think I've always done a lot more detailed goal setting work in February because I feel like, especially as a mother, December is like Hunger Games for me. It is getting presents and getting the tree. It's a fucking marathon. And in January, I'm always exhausted. So I'm used to kind of punting the heavy work till February. But I think at minimum, a letting go list is really, really powerful. I love that. And it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be extensive. And whatever the first thing is that you think you want to let go of, don't spend a lot of time on it. Just as you hear this part of the conversation, what pops into your mind? So what's one of the things that you would add on your let go list? I want to let go of my need to feel productive all the time. I think one of my defense mechanisms of surviving the past two years and all the uncertainty and just that moment I had at the beginning of 2020, where I saw a healthy speaking pipeline go down to zero, I felt like I was at the top of a roller coaster, free falling down. And it all came back, like all of it came back. And then some, I actually really grew my business over the past two years. But the way psychologically I coped with the terror of that free fall was by working and creating new content and being as busy and filling that time as packed a schedule as I could possibly do. And the good news about that is I built so much new content. I put these new systems into place. I mean, I'm a content machine. I'm on fire. You are a machine. It's good stuff too. It's It's good stuff. Thank you. But I've gotten addicted to the feeling of frantic, busy vibes. And I'm asking a lot of my creativity. And I think I need to wean myself off of that sort of sugar high of busy. And I already had that predisposition before COVID, but it only got worse because that muscle that I have to like, okay, I don't have control over the pandemic, but what I can control is what I do with my time. And I'm just going to go all in. And I think what I started reading that book that you talked about the big leap about the The upper limit problem Love that by Gay Hendricks. So good. And I think in order for me to jump into that next level of myself and what's possible for me as a human being, I cannot be fueled only by that frantic 
hectic, busy bee energy. I just can't. There's got to be some other energy source I can draw uh, from. I'm going to give you an assignment and we will catch up on this later. Okay. And then knowing you, I know that you will come up with a very creative way to share this with your audience. I can't wait. When you throttle back, what are you afraid of? I really would love for you to reflect on this. Ben, I want to take a first pass at answering that right now. Go, Because I noticed this over the break. I realize that if I'm not relentlessly driving myself with a whip, I don't trust myself with unstructured time, fundamentally. I don't trust myself to make good choices. I don't trust myself to know how to do what I do when I come back from a break. Like I I took a break over Christmas and I came back to my work and I was like, oh Christ, how do, how do I do a podcast again? Like what's YouTube? What are my newsletters? Like I have this moment of panic where I literally don't remember how to do what I do because I'm not cracking a whip over my own head. Is that crazy? I know it's crazy. First of all, thank you for taking a first crack at that. And for sharing the part about not trusting yourself with that unscheduled time, our brain needs time to warm up. Our brain needs time to, it needs energy. It needs time to fuel and it needs time to rest. And we often forget that you would never walk into the gym and have your first rep be your max rep for the day. You wouldn't do that. You'd warm up a little bit. And so our brain needs time to rest and it needs time to recover. And that relentless forward motion that I talked about earlier that you and I both struggle with can prevent us from getting that time. It's one of the other reasons why when, and you're really, again, it's another great thing that you talk about, about all the writing that you do, that you personally do. Mm -hmm. And I've heard you coach other people do this. Listen, just start, right? Just start. Don't worry. The reason is because if you just sit down with a blank sheet of paper and you're not, what first comes out, you got to warm up a little bit. That's right. right. You got to warm up a little bit. You're not going to sit down and create the novel. You're not going to just spit rhymes as soon as you sit down, right? Right. Your brain got to warm up a little bit. So I think let's just all remember that this beautiful machine that sits atop our body, that it needs that time as well. And it needs some of that unstructured time. So maybe separately, you and I could talk about how you can create that time for yourself and trust yourself a little bit more. And build that trust. And build that trust for yourself. I love it. All right. So Ben, I want to bring this on home. What do you say to people listening to this that are like, I love this so much. I always do these glorious meditative high-minded intentions in January. And by March, I can't remember a single freaking one of them. What do you counsel people to do to keep these January vibes visible and remindable and rememberable and accountable for the rest of the year? So I have a couple of ideas. First, it is, and this is another one of the six actions to set up your year, Mm -hmm. is to come up with what are your three, four, maybe five, no more more than no more than five big rocks for the year. And big rocks are those big, meaty things 
that you're going to be working on over the course of the year and just get those set. One of mine for the year, one of my personal ones for the year is increase my spiritual portfolio. Ooh. What does that mean though? Explain that. So for me, it means all the things that help keep me grounded, regulated, in the flow, all the assets, the resources, the techniques, all the things that I use and practice because we get better at what we practice. If we practice holding on too tight, we're going to get better at holding on too tight. (laughs) If we practice letting go, we will get better at letting go. Yeah. That's why all of these things are practices that you and I talk about. They're all practices. I love that. So that's one of my big rocks to year, just increase my spirituality or my spiritual portfolio. So I've already for this month for January, I thought about what are the couple of things that I want to do against that big rock this month? Mm-hmm. So how do I keep it front and center going through the year? I've got these five big rocks, two are personal, three are, are related to my business yeah. And those are the things for me, Bronwyn. And what I do and what I would encourage listeners to do is at the end of every month, I literally in my doc, I add bullets about what I did against those big rocks. So at the end of January, oh. I will go in and this is a super short, fast exercise. This doesn't need to take a long period of time, but just at the end of the month, I will go in against that big rock and say, what did I do again? And just bullets. Not long, not lengthy, but just bullets. Here's what I did this month. Wow. And that is what will help keep this front and center. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. So get your three, four, five big rocks for the year. Yeah. Every month, do a very quick check in against those and go, okay, what did I do against? Mm -hmm. I guarantee you. You'll always be doing more than you think you've done. Always. So maybe this is a way to bring it home. Because I literally just had this conversation with a client yesterday. And he said, what's critical? What do I need to remember? And I said, do the following. Number one is just get an action, right? Meaning against these, but just put it down on paper. Here are the three, four or five things I'm going to focus on. Just get an action. Number two is be consistent. And number three is just have perspective as you move throughout the year. And but so, when you say have perspective as you move throughout the year, do you mean perspective on the progress that's being made? Or what do you mean by perspective? Because I think that's powerful. Correct. On the progress that you have made, on the progress that you are making. Yeah. And this is where you wake up one morning and it's in March and you feel like I felt yesterday, which was tired and anxious and irritated and you take a moment and you get grounded and you do your morning practice to come into the day and you remind yourself, I am on my path. Why do I know that I'm on my path? Because I said at the beginning of the year, here were the three big areas for me to focus on this year. And I've seen where I've made progress in January and in February and now I'm having a rough day in March, that's okay. That's okay. It's part of the journey. It's part of the journey. The other thing that I said, and I shared that on my Instagram story, I woke up feeling tired, anxious, and irritated. And then I realized, and this is part of my inner coach working, right? And that's a big part of what you and I've been doing today. We're helping people coach their inner coach, right? That's right. And what I realized is, Ben, 
you do not have to do all of 2022 this week. That's right. I and, that. and I don't know if you had this experience or not, because we both share a lot of what happens with us on Instagram. Yeah. And there are sometimes when I share and I wonder, is this going to make a difference? Hand to heart today, a client said, oh my God, thank you what you said about, I don't have to do all of 2022 this year. Oh, it resonated in me like a gong when I heard you say that. I was like, oh my God, that's exactly right. Why am I making myself feel like shit? Because it's January 6th and I haven't done everything already. And I haven't done everything. And that's where just keeping perspective, right? Keeping perspective as you move through the days and the weeks throughout the year. I love that. I can't think of a better place to end, although I will end with another quote, Ben. Please. And honestly, I feel like all of my sticky note quotes come from you. So this might have been one that you gave me or it could be one I mentioned you. I don't remember. But I love this quote from Brianna Weist. Life is so subtle that you barely notice yourself walking through the doors you once prayed would open. Isn't that good? That is good. That's a good way to bring it home right there. And to me, that's a beautiful sentiment to wrap with. Let's not get so caught up in our crazy thought and insane thought generators and scorecard keeping that we forget to acknowledge the doors we're walking through that we would open. Amen. You are a treasure to me, Ben. Thank you for this. Thank you for the opportunity. Always. So much fun talking to him and hearing about his plans for the year. And I would like to give a special shout out to Molly Miller for the inspo on my phrase of 2022, Symphony of Gratitude. And I also want to shout out to all of you out there who take the time to reach out to me via Instagram or email or LinkedIn or YouTube. Your words make such a difference in my life, and I am symphonically grateful for your gratitude. How about that? So deep breaths, my friend. We can do 2022, and we don't even have to do all of it in January or even March. All we have to do is show up and be present, because as Jack Cornfield says, our presence is the most powerful act of all, right? Sending you so much love and abundance this year. Shine on. We need your light.